Welcome back to episode 47 of the Block Runner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we discussed the coronavirus and Kobe's death. Next, are we finally in a Bitcoin bull market? Then, we debrief on our Ben Kelly interview on Axie Infinity. And finally, we prepare for the Decentraland launch. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back. All right, man. Welcome so, back, Will. Welcome to America. Yeah, so I just got back from Mexico. Um, I had a death in the family. And uh, so I took a couple of days off over the weekend, uh, traveled, drove over there, took about six or seven hour drive. Yeah, man. There's no shortage of events like while you were gone, though. Fucking yeah. world's like crumbling one piece at a time since yeah. you left. Like fucking. Yeah, what's the virus called? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Outbreak. There it is. I mean, I think that that pretty much is that's recent news. That's like it, people started well, it, hyping it up like a week ago. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. It's been uh, it's been a virus that's been spreading for a while. Yeah. But people are starting to die, and there's like thousands infected now. Yeah, if you look at like uh, some like charting statistics or something, like it's already like in some kind of parabolic yeah. growth phase. You know what I mean? Yeah. They compare it to like the SARS outbreak uh, statistics, and it's like way out outperforming. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's I guess it's more contractual. Is that a word? Like you can contract it more easily. Oh yeah. But I don't think it's nearly as deadly as yeah. SARS is. I think you have like a ninety-seven percentile of success or uh, survival rate. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but still, it's. I think people are really freaking out, dude. Everyone I know is talking about this thing. But I, I think mean, they're talking about it because it's like a virus. It's spreading. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's not. It's, it's not the, one of the more lethal viruses. No, but I mean, even if you get it, dude, it sounds terrible. I, apparently, like the people who contracted it like a month ago, they're still sick. Mm-hmm. It's like one of these uh, flu-like symptoms that it, it just doesn't go away. Like if you're, I think the most people like any kind of sickness. If you're older or have some kind of compromised immune system, you're the most likely one to perish. Yeah. But still, man, you wouldn't want to get this. Like if you're young and healthy, you know. No, absolutely. Be not. fucking out of commission for a month, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, what virus would you want to get? True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's got people spooked, right? Because, I mean, dude, how many movies have they made about, like, fucking zombie apocalypse? And, I mean, obviously it has nothing to do with zombies, but still. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of like. That's <laughs> the one everyone wants. That's the virus yeah. everybody wants. That's true. So it says here that China now has more cases of coronavirus than it had SARS. So, yeah. So it's, it, it's you know, getting its merit in terms of, like, coverage. Because this is a real real thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Damn, dude. 6,000 infections worldwide. See, I didn't know that. It, dude, it already passed SARS. No way. That's actually crazy. Yeah. Well, but anyways, there's a little bit of correlation. Some people, I mean, while, while this news has been, like, uh, inseminating across the world, like, the stock market for on Monday had, like, a huge tumble. But it recovered oh, it since then. Yeah, people were, like, speculating. Because, dude, like, a lot of uh, Chinese businesses are getting hurt by this. Obviously, like, Alibaba. I have a friend who's trying to start, like, a Shopify company. Hmm. And he was trying to order some product from, you know, AliExpress or whatever, how they do it. They buy, like, cheap products from uh, Chinese manufacturers. They bring it over here and sell them on Amazon or Shopify or whatever. But apparently, like, the shipping costs has, like, <laughs> gone up, like, 600% or something like that. It's insanity, you know. So that has a huge impact on uh, the global market mm-hmm. as a whole. 
And because of that, the price of gold spiked up and Bitcoin too. Oh, I see what you mean. So we're looking at the S&P 500 and I see that, that dip, but. Yeah, but it's recovering, you know. I mean, it hasn't fully recovered yet, but shit, dude. I mean, the stock market has been on such a fucking mega tear, dude. It's like any any excuse for people to sell off, like, you know, yeah. this is definitely a good one. Some people are predicting, like, this is the start of a nice little sell. Dude, people have been, like, depending on how, how hardcore this virus spreads, you know, people have been waiting for a reason to, uh, to, like sell. to panic sell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this could potentially be it if it gets out of control, but I don't know. It, it, it feels like they have it under control. It's just... Yeah, but you know how the speculators are. It's like, dude, nobody trusts Chinese information. They think the government's just hiding the true, uh, you know, the true scale of the problem. Yeah. And then there's like people, like videos coming out on social media, like doctors and hospitals and stuff. They're like freaking out because there's like not enough space for all the patients and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen all that, but I mean, dude, look at that. It's like a blip. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not even noticeable. That yeah, this would have caused me to panic right here. Well, when was that? Twenty September twenty eighteen. Oh, that was like the, that's. I think that was the trade crisis, or that's oh, all, that's right. That's Trump doing some Trump things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and on top of that, um, so my family member died. What was it Friday? Yeah, man. We were there at the funeral, and then uh, the day of the funeral, we get back. It was like around eleven a.m. Mm. We get back, and then my sister she screams out, it's "Like, dude, Kobe died." Mm. I was like, no way. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I was like, no, no way. Legendary basketball player, dude. And uh, so I checked my phone. Were, you, were you a genuine fan? Uh, Probably not, right? Cause no, he, I mean, he was, I, I hated Kobe in, in basketball. Yeah, I was sense. about to say. Yeah, yeah, in a basketball sense, I hated Kobe because it was so good. And he always shit on the Rockets for like decades. Oh, for sure. For like his whole career, he just yeah. shit on us, dude. He dominated him and, and Tracy McGrady on the Rockets, Yao Ming. Yeah. Uh, but but still, you you watched him. Like, I watched him. I I knew who he was. I knew how good he was. Yeah. I'm a big basketball fan. I wa- I've always watched the Rockets. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid watching the Rockets in 93, 94 win a, their first championship. And uh and I was hooked. I was hooked then and I've always watched I've always watched the Rockets after that. Mm. Um I saw Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming. I thought they were going to win a championship, but they both got injured at the same time. Crazy. Uh Steve Francis Oh, franchise. Yeah, Fran- Stevie franchise. Yeah. And then... Um, oh, we got the new gen. Yeah. Then, of course, James well, there, Harden was just... Yeah, James Harden. I mean, he's just, like, killing everybody. He's not even... It's ridiculous. It's like video game numbers. Yeah, man. So, so... I mean, I don't follow basketball too closely, but, like, what's what's the deal? Why haven't the Rockets won yet? Uh, Well, uh, in my opinion, I'm, I'm starting to agree with everybody else. Is like, the style the Rockets are playing right now is basically a one-on-one, one-on-one team. One on one, one on one. Okay. Basically, James Harden takes a basketball. He does um, a dribble show, steps back, shoots a three, and that's pretty much the offense. Mm. So it's like too easy to like game plan against or something. And and to to James Harden's credit, nobody can stop James Harden. Yeah, right. He's real. he's just stopping himself whenever he's not playing well. It's really like the defense has not not a whole lot to do with it. Mm. Um. But anyway. So the Kobe death thing, like, really got me thinking about, like, our own mortality. And I think that's what really affected me the most because this one hit me like Steve Jobs hit me. And and Steve Jobs, he was, like, sick for a while. So, like, everybody knew it was coming. Yeah. 
and but but Kobe just like just like that he's gone. So what thoughts do you have now? Like do you have like revelations that you didn't have before because of this? No, there's just... no revelations. It's just like it's like man, there's nothing we can do about it. Like there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's, I think that's what everybody felt, you know, well, I reading a lot of comments is people, I mean, I know they're not like diehard Laker fans, yeah. right? Cause like NBA is actually like a dying sport in a way. Like the ratings get lower and lower every year. Yeah. But anyways, like, it seems like everyone was like really like everyone, not everyone, but I see lots of comments online. Like, Oh, I was crying. Yeah. All night. I couldn't compose myself. And I think, I think it's more like, it's a more of like a personal, like yeah. take on mortality. Exactly. I don't think it's so much about like the the man the career behind the man. It was just like this guy was so revered in our culture that like mm-hmm. all of a sudden people were confronted with what you just said. That that reality of like oh shit, you know. Well, like, on, on top of that, his daughter, thirteen year old daughter Gigi, was with him. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's not like a genuinely tragic event. It is. It's tragic as fuck. But I think there's a, like a core human element to yeah. it, like that, like people got exposed to, like that. Like you if know. if Kobe can go, any one of us can go. Yeah, I guess it's not something most people don't think about every day. I mean, I think about it because I I literally got like a tattoo on my fucking arm that represents it says Memento Mori, which oh, is yeah? which is uh, <laughs> Latin for uh, be mindful of your own mortality. That's huh. literally what my tattoo represents. <laughs> so every fucking time I look in the mirror, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna die someday. Yeah, I like to be constantly reminded of that. You know. I think yeah, that, that I, I motivates me in a way. I don't think about that too often. You don't? I mean, I know it's happening, and it doesn't. it's not like it bothers me because uh, it's like science, man. It's just you know part of the cycle. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think about it too often, and I don't know why, man. Like Kobe, I, I don't know. It, it was just like him going down like that. It's a fucking crazy way to go out, you know? Yeah. Like for real. And it, it's just, yeah, those people are usually like, don't die. They don't. Yeah. Like the legends of Bill like Russell any, still alive. Yeah. He's got eleven rings. Bill Russell. Yeah. That's he's a Celtic. Celtic. Or? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. All these basketball greats, they usually, you know, they're Doctor J. They're all still kicking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's fucking Kobe. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's there's nothing really to say about it other than it's, it really sucks. It's crazy. But yeah, man, it's just, it's just, it is what it is, man. It's, it's something we all have to accept. And yeah, for sure. We got to just operate in this realm of existence, like with knowing what, what the parameters are, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we all have a limited clock. If, if you, you know? knew when you were going to die, would you want to know? <clears throat> I mean, if you could know, would you want to know? Like to the date? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whatever. Mm, like the year. I don't know, man. I, uh, Yeah. It would be, I think it would be useful information. I think so, too. Yeah. I think the more information, the better, in my opinion. Yeah. That way you could literally, like, coordinate your whole existence based on, yeah. like, you know exactly how much time you have to you do can, what you want to do. Yeah, you can optimize your your. If I knew I was going to die, like, next year, I wouldn't give a shit about anything. I would just, yeah. I would just spend the year, like, enjoying my life. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, I know I got a year left. It's like explore Earth. Exactly. Do some shit like that. Like yeah. start crossing some things off my bucket list. Like shit that like old people do, right? Because they know like death is nigh. Death yeah. is approaching. But yeah, I'm yeah. like a younger guy. But if I was aware, like I'm dying at 30. And yeah, I would start doing some things. But you, obviously you don't operate under that assumption. <laughs> you, no. You want to like presume you're going to make it to like retirement, you know? You know, this is, uh, you know, one of the things my brother says and Elon says all the time that Elon doesn't like to take vacations because it's too much of a risk. You could get sick, you could get into an accident, you get, you know, so many so many variables you can't account for by going on vacation to some mm-hmm. random place. Yeah. 
that he would, he doesn't want to take that risk. <laughs> you mean like visiting foreign countries? Yeah, all any vacation to him, it's not worth the risk that something could happen. But I mean, he takes like, other risks. Like he could potentially go to Mars, right? I mean, he <laughs> says he wanted to, yeah, but dude, that guy's all about risk. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, but this he's about like financial risk, business risk, but I don't know about life risk. And if I were his advisor, I'd tell him, no, yeah. Elon, you, you're not going to Mars. Oh, you know he's going to go, dude. No. I mean, eventually, like, once it's, like, 80% percentage of, like, safety, yeah, he'll, send he'll some, go. He'll send some guineas out first, for sure. Yeah. Like, some fucking crazy fucks who are yeah. volunteers to go first. And there are plenty of volunteers. Oh, I know There's there no shortage. Of course, dude. Uh, dude, would you? I No, I wouldn't volunteer. Really? No, but I, I would go to Mars. But you wouldn't be like, you know no, I wouldn't be the first ones, no. Because you value your life too much, right? Yeah, I do. I, <laughs> I I think there's there's so many things to to. Well, do you have what are you have to accomplish? Okay, so what are you, dude? Now we're getting like into like life <laughs> life talk. But now now I'm curious. <laughs> we're going down this rabbit hole, but it's like, what's most important to you? Like leaving behind like some kind of legacy or just experiencing? That's life? a good question. Yeah. Um, because if it is a legacy thing, then that's not a bad legacy to leave behind. Like, dude, I was part like a pioneer to like true, you know, traverse the solar system or whatever the fuck. I, I think calling it a legacy is probably overselling it. I think at, at I mean, minimum I wanna I wanna contribute to society in whatever way that may be. Mm-hmm. Like it could be, you know, as simple as starting a company that helps people or makes life easier and like even in the smallest of ways. Um but I mean you, you could you could reason like, dude, any job is contributing to society. So then really there's no like I, I see I disagree. I, really? I disagree that any job you're—I don't think you're just contributing to society with any job. I th- whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I, I, you know, when I was working um, as an engineer, I was, you know, designing plants and being part of a team, but I didn't feel like I was contributing to society. I thought I was just a cog in the wheel mm-hmm. that I, you know I could be replaced, and it doesn't really affect anybody. So by contributing, is like contributing your own ideas is what more what yeah. you're interested in. It's yeah, like, because I feel like I have. I have ideas that had I, you know, gathered enough resources to implement those ideas, they would yeah. be effective. Now, of course, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not naive enough to think that my ideas are like the greatest and they will all work. Yeah. It's but, like y'all motherfuckers should like yeah. you know, <laughs> give me all your money so yeah. I can like solve all Earth's issues. Nah. Yeah. It's you're not like that. No, no, absolutely not. And I, uh, that's, you know, that's what I think. I, I don't necessarily think I have like the solutions to everything, but I want to contribute. I want to contribute to like some of the problems that we exist, that we have today. Mm. Just contribute to solving those. On like a larger scale. I had that same. Yeah, on a larger scale. Yeah. Like I, when I was in college, I had to create, or I didn't have to, but I created my own little vision board. I don't know why. I probably watched like that documentary called yeah. The Secret or some shit like yeah. that, and I bought into it for like a month or two. Yeah. So I laid out like a little vision board, and yeah, for me, I was always like, when I had to select, like, what am I going to study? Yeah. I was always like, my objective that I had to figure out was like, how do I impact the most amount of people? Same thing you're thinking. Yeah. So that's why I kind of like decided to get into like the uh, the science field, which obviously I'm not there now. But if there's mm. a field that's going to be impactful to the most amount of people, it's 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 science. It's biology. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that I mean, we're talking. We just talked about it. There's people out there who yeah, are getting sick. Biology is a, the source, right? That's like yeah, like this is what's going to source actually, of life or the the solution to a lot of diseases and ailments and stuff. I wanted to be involved. I guess my thing is I want to contribute in that aspect, like yeah, solving those problems. So 
But then I had like a, an epiphany, like, you know what? You know what's even better? Like trying to get rich. <laughs> Wanna <laughs> know why? Because you know what really solves problems is like money. And we'll get gathering resources. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You you could impact even more like like Bill Gates doesn't have a fucking biology yeah. degree or nothing like that. He doesn't have he any did, science. He doesn't background. have a degree of of any kind. Exactly. But he's got the resources to literally cure diseases yeah right? so oh that, for sure and then that's what i thought i was like you know what business yeah. is actually the way to go i couldn't agree more yeah and it's a result of the system that we're in yeah right true. that's the only way to like solve problems is if you have resources to do it and uh yeah. that, like there's really no way around it you know i do wish things were different and things weren't so focused on money but true that's it how that yeah it is just it like is. you got to deal with you know death and stuff you know you got to deal with yeah, the current money system. Too. Yeah, death and taxes, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's what we that's where we're living. And um, I'm looking for a particular tweet right now from who? I can't remember his name. That's why I'm looking for him. Wait, it, what's it in regards to? Uh, I think it's yeah, it's Andrew Yang. Oh, okay. So it's in regards to Andrew Yang, but it's not Andrew Yang. Yang Gang. Apparently, he won a straw poll or something. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm trying to pull up here. Okay. Actually, I have it. I sent it to you guys on Discord. Okay, it says the future is Andrew Yang. It looks like the election results for 2020 Iowa Youth Straw Poll. So he got 24.5%, um, and the next closest was 21.3%. Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. I guess that's a pretty decent sample pool, 5,000 votes. I mean, I would, actually, like, I would like to see more. It's actually a lot bigger. Hold on. Let me pull up the latest results. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a... Stat- statistician, whatever you call him, but I feel like you need more, a bigger, there we go. This yeah, like 26,000 total votes. And he's still winning, man. And, and, and I think it already ended, so he ended wow. up with 22.6%, and then the next closest was 209 Bernie Sanders. Wow. So this is Iowa, dude. These are like yeah. young people who are able to vote, who are going to be caucusing in about a week. So uh, if you don't know. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean young people? So this is a youth straw poll. Oh, dude, of course, dude. You, oh, man, you finoogled the fuck out of me, Will, dude. Well, still, still. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so the thing about Andrew Yang is that he's he's galvanized people who don't normally vote. Yeah. Young people don't normally vote. And so now we got young people voting. Yeah, but, but dude, still, like... Still, this this dude, this isn't this isn't enough. Like I'm telling you, man. Like the no, I'm not saying it's enough. I'm saying like this this guy he's making strides in yeah, I, yeah. the most important state in voting. I agree. Like this is good news, but like uh, what's it called, dude? Like the youth. Yeah, you said it. A lot of the youth. If you're gonna pick a demographic who's like least likely to vote, is definitely the youth for one. Well, that's the point. Is like <laughs> that. That's changed now for this particular. Cycle, but still, like if you were to see, uh, okay, here we go again. You're, you're the optimist, I'm the pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if, if you were, I didn't know this was a youth vote. But if you were to, if you told me from the start, like, I mean, guess how much like Andrew <laughs> Yang got from the youth vote? Yeah, I would have been like forty to fifty percent because that's his whole pretty much his base, dude. Because most of his uh, outreach is online. Well, has been online, but yeah. he's and that's where to... the youth live. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? All the boomers and shit, they 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 exist on Fox News and CNN and yeah, shit. Yeah, for right? sure, for sure. You know, where the, he literally gets no airtime. <laughs> yeah. So, but those are the people who they're like diehard, you know, they want to vote and stuff. I don't know. I mean, this is good and all, but this is like it's fuck. it's just uh it's just a point. In, it's like a data point in in yeah. all the data points that exist. 
But what happened? Okay, so this is the caucus. You said. Yeah. So they're so in Iowa they do a caucus where I guess they, I guess yeah next week I guess where they get a bunch of people together in a room and they run around and like, like stand by chairs. Yeah, it's like they stand <laughs> by like a like I guess a sign or something, and uh, it's like it's. It's different when you're when so there's different kinds of voting, right? They they try to guess, they try to measure who's gonna win like the primary like candidacy, and so they employ different ways of voting, right? One way is making phone calls, and then those phone calls lead to people selecting which candidate they're gonna vote for, or whether they vote or not, right? And so another way is to get a bunch of people in a room and basically eliminate like the candidates with like lower than 17% and those who get eliminated have to select a particular candidate that is left from the group. Mm. And so it's like an elim- elimination game. Mm. And so the, the the reason why this is important is because it forces people to get out of their homes and go like actually participate. Yeah, for sure. And so Andrew Yang is one of the candidates who has a large participation rate yeah, and Iowa is like a swing state, right? So Correct. this is like one of the, like a majority of the states are like determined before elections even happen. Like Texas is always uh, red. Yeah. California is always blue, shit like that. But yeah. like there's like eight to 10 states like in the Midwest are like swing states. So yeah. it's like it, it changes or varies. So it's like if you can capture those swing states, more likely you're going to win an election. So That's right. That's and so it's important. if you don't already know, because we have a lot of listeners and who are not necessarily Americans, True. but uh, Andrew Yang is the only candidate from this. Uh, <laughs> Good point, right? This, this yeah. List. Why do we give a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> from this list of candidates that you see here, like 10, 10 people um, who has a crypto policy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so obviously us crypto people care about this stuff. So, and Andrew Yang has to be, happens to be, you know, talking about things that we're experiencing in terms of like automation, job, job loss, all that stuff. Yeah, he's just, he's in tune, you know, with... Uh, I think what's actually, what we're feeling, basically, for, in the sense of, like, people that we talk to and, and what's going on with technology, you know, a lot of stuff that's happening right now is all about automation and artificial intelligence, and we can kind of see where things are going, especially with AI, where it's going to take away a lot of white-collar jobs mm-hmm. and uh, call centers, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, one of the sectors in society that has the highest employment, yeah. right, in terms of volume. True. And so you eliminate those those jobs, you know, what are people supposed to do? Like the only option is become a coder, right? That's <laughs> and then even then some of some coding like mechanisms can be I mean it'll be AI it away. It'll be easy to like transition as far as like educating the next generation, uh, you know, to better integrate into this new whole, you know, automated economy and stuff like that. But it, the the problem is like the tra- dude, the problem with everything, like the reason why like Fossil fuels are not, like and shit like global warming is not being solved because like this the transition is not easy, man. To go from mm-hmm. like fossil fuels to green energy, yeah, like that shit can literally destroy our economy if we just like all right, we're just gonna abandon everything that like we're found founded on like mm-hmm. our fossil fuels and we're just gonna like switch over to green energy. Like it, it just it's like a delicate economic balance that you have to maintain. Well, you know? it's it's you're you're absolutely right about that, but there's yeah. like an uh, an element that we're not talking about which is like economic influence. So when you have incumbents like Shell and Exxon and all these oh, companies yeah. depending yeah. or or their their entire existence is on collecting oil. Yeah. They have a vested and monetary in, in like um 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An incentive for them to not to not to keep the status quo. True. And so that's something that has to be overcome by the collective because otherwise we're not going to be able to move forward and be able to to, to live in a sustainable environment. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the main thing that we're battling, really. Yeah. As the status quo is so hard, it's like inertia. If uh, it, it's extremely hard to move like a boulder, but once it gets moving, it is it becomes a little bit easier to like keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're dealing with, like these incumbents. Yeah. And then ultimately, I you know, in terms of like Andrew Yang, I think if Andrew Yang is not the pri- the primary candidate, he we're gonna see Trump again for another four years. But that's my opinion. That's my prediction. Yeah. I I mean yeah. And if that's the case, we're probably gonna see stock prices continue rising until he's out. Another out. prediction until Trump's out for his whole second term. You think for a second term, yeah. You think like he won't have any negative influence on the economy? Like, well, I'm not. I'm not saying. Term? I'm not saying like that will happen. I'm saying like I think. I think he has a vested interest to keep the numbers up. Well, for now, because he has to get reelected, right? Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm like saying once once, once, once he, got he gets it reelected, the, like it doesn't matter what happens, right? Yeah, then he could like Trump 2.0 can come out, dude. Like the demon's gonna come out. I feel because like, he doesn't have nothing to lose. At it's that a point. valid. That's a valid argument, especially sure. if he beats this impeachment case. Like, come on, man. Oh, and, for sure. And all and all all signs indicate that he will. Yeah, he will beat it. <laughs> he will beat it. You know, so like, dude, he's gonna come out of this like feeling like a god. You know, like, dude, you can't get me out this bitch no matter what I do. Like, <laughs> he literally got caught, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, allegedly he got caught. I, I haven't really looked at well, all the details. So I haven't looked either because uh, I really don't care. Um, but <laughs> See, but from, thing, yeah, nobody cared. But this shit's like 24 hours a day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, know? because they think people will, uh, the, I, I guess they think people care. And there's a lot more people that probably don't care. Really, it's just politics. It's just Democrats and Republicans in the House and Senate. You're just battling right now. Well, and then this is the third president ever to be impeached. Yeah. and But nobody has been actually removed from their position. No. But, and that's the point of this trial that's happening right now. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, once once I'm thinking Trump will probably get reelected. And no yeah. matter what are you saying? No matter what or what? I think his base is too strong. And, like, everything that the Democrats do to try to remove him only makes it stronger and stronger. Like, they get more and more passionate. They're going to recruit so more and more people to their side. You know, nothing. There, there, there are two candidates, both Andrew Yang and Bernie Sanders, that peel away some Republicans. Uh, True. I think, I in my opinion, and I think the data shows this, is that there are more people, more Republic, Republicans who would vote for Andrew Yang than Bernie Sanders. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. If if Andrew Yang can get the primary candidacy uh, to go up, like, imagine you see Donald Trump versus Andrew Yang in a debate stage. That's what I want. That's, that's what I wanted from the beginning. That's like primetime television, dude. <laughs> to me, at least. Yeah. Because, I mean, Trump's going to do his regular thing. He'd probably say something extremely like, racist, I'm almost sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, he'll make fun of something, like, as far as, like, him being an Asian and like he'll yeah. get away, he'll get away with it. Well, he's yeah, he's gonna get away with it. But he's Trump, but you know, Andrew Yang, like his positivity, his like charisma, his confidence. See, this is a problem, man. And, and like it kind of shows, like on the debate stage, dude. He's a little too passive. He's a little too like pacifist. He, he does. He avoids conflict. I agree. I agree. Which is actually like a nowadays is not a good trait for a leader. You know, like nowadays, nowadays, I mean. These motherfuckers are like cutthroat and they're like savages on stage, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's hinging, but the reason is because he's hinging on a positive future. He wants to galvanize people by positivity, like in terms of we can create a better future 
by doing these things instead of like trying to pull down like yeah. just talk negatively about yeah. other people's policies because yeah. ultimately you know but you can't i mean but did you that shit worked it worked for trump that's what i'm saying no well trump i mean people were already frustrated with the system to begin with they thought trump was like gonna like hit re- reboot on mm-hmm. the whole thing but yeah he's just he's not yeah he's not intelligent no, I definitely. I just want to see like the <laughs> the dialogue between those two. It'll be oh yeah, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I don't think it's gonna be like the the only problem that I hate about it is, is it's gonna be mediated by the fucking mainstream media, which is gonna like make it suck. Yeah, you know what I mean. But actually, you no. Know, when it's when it's one one v one, it's usually a lot yeah, better for sure. <laughs> like when Trump and Hillary were going at it, there was some good, yeah, that was like there was some really gold. good nuggets coming yeah. out of that. So, but that that's what makes me think it's not going to happen i think more people want to see bernie versus trump you know yeah i mean bernie just because bernie he's been yelling and hollering for sure hooting for years you know (laughs) people democrats especially probably like you know what it's about fucking time we get him out there and like let him shine this man is on his last leg he's already had a heart attack true like there's no way we can anybody can have any confidence in this guy for lasting another four four more years in like a stressful high stress situation yeah like if if you were diagnosing Bernie as a doctor, you'd be like, no, you can't be president. Like an executive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that ties into, like, how important is that role, actually, to be the president? For sure, yeah. Then there's that debate, which is a valid one, too. Yeah, we don't even really because, know, like, if the president makes any decisions, really. Like, yeah, who knows? Yeah, because, like, you got to pass stuff through Congress, and they have to sign off on it. And Yeah, more, more, more than anything, the president's role is just to be, like, the face, the face of the of the, of the United States, yeah, just the face of the company, even you know, the yeah. United States essentially is like a company for sure, you know. So it's all about like, I don't even know, dude. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. But anyways, yeah. we're Yang English for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see that he's he's got uh Dave Chappelle? Yeah, hell and, yeah. And he's got Dave Chappelle like actually canvassing for him, like knocking on doors and making phone calls. Like, yeah, I didn't like, know that. And he's, he's, crazy. he's already been making, like, jokes on, on the phone calls. It's pretty funny. Yeah, man. No, man, like, for sure. Like, if I were to pick anyone, like, just purely based off their ideas, for sure, Andrew Yang. Yeah. I just, I'm not 100% sold on his uh, leadership qualities as far as, like, is he, see that's, can, can he sit at the table with, like, these world leaders and, like, see, that's, dominate? I disagree. I think he will do excellent. I don't know. There. Specifically there. Specifically? Yeah. Like he, he, I think he has like so he's intelligent enough to where he could probably get respect from other world leaders and stuff. I think the he's charisma definitely. is where he's gonna get the respect. Like he's like a likable person. Yeah, but see, dude, we're talking about like fucking killers here, man. We're talking about Putin and shit. We're talking yeah, about like legit gangsters who run countries and shit. Like you gotta deal with those people. You gotta sit down with them and you gotta dominate. Is from like a a man to man perspective. You know what I mean? I see. I. I in my, I, I'm thinking, I'm guessing that he's he can do that. He just doesn't do that like publicly because he doesn't need to be like that publicly. I just don't think it's in him, you know. Man, I hope I hope <laughs> you're wrong, man. I hope I hope we can actually see this. Yeah, me too. This scenario play out because that those would be the most fascinating four years, bro. Regardless, man, like we're we're at fucking ridiculous times. <laughs> we, we are. <laughs> we're like yeah, at, we were just talking about Tesla. What uh, Tesla's like at six hundred and thirty eight dollars right now. It's like in straight FOMO mode. Like I remember, I even, like not even six months ago, it was like at two hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, people were selling off. Why were they selling off again? Well, because he said oh, the Cybertruck announcement. Yeah, it was like if the fucking window broke and it, <laughs> we're selling off. And what did I say? It was like sell, sell, yeah. sell. But like, dude, yeah. this is a good buy opportunity. You know, you get get a nice little dip to like jump on the board bandwagon. Yeah, 
Because, like, everybody knows, dude, Tesla is not a car company, man. Tesla is like a... It's a technology it's a, company. It's an energy company, yeah. Like, yeah, they energy. They have several different products, and you know they're not going to stop there, you know? Yeah, like, for and sure. And I think that's what, like, speculators are just now starting to realize. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, they're obviously successful with the cars and stuff, but, dude, this shit's going to go crazy, man. This is, this thing might be, like, uh, they probably pass up Amazon one day. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So, what do you think in terms of Bitcoin? Are we, are we in the, uh, the bull market, like, territory now? I, th- I mean, like the. I think because, like, I the, think if, if you think about it, we so we saw Bitcoin go to 14k, went down to like six and a half. Is it going to go any lower? I don't think so. I think the no. probability is extremely low. I agree. I mean, I, I'm not expecting to see any kind of like crazy runups or anything, but yeah, yeah, I've seen some predictions that it's going to go up to like 50k this year, and it's like, nope. Yeah, I'm not expecting that either. Yeah. I'm expecting to hit previous all-time highs probably at the beginning of 2021. Yeah, I agree. Somewhere around there. Like, it'll probably breach 20,000, like, in this time next year or something like that. I'm thinking, um, I don't really fucking know. <laughs> 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 but it's, uh, you know, one thing that's, like, you know, what were we sitting at, like, a 9,000 or something? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, 9,200. Is this drawing headlines, like, in the mainstream? Not really, right? No. Yeah. No, not yet, but that's not the point. That's no, that's that the is, crazy that is thing. the point. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. If it was $9,000 in that's 2017, like, there'd be pandemonium well, That's right when now. the FOMO started, literally, because yeah. it's like, it's about to break 10K. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but my point is, it's like, dude, we're there again, and it's we've been there, actually, for like six months or something. But that's creating like a stable, like, bottom. That's what I'm like... Yeah, and then that's Dude, what I'm, that's what I'm tracing it back to. Like what, I, what I'm saying is, a year from now, we're gonna be wishing it was at 10k, just to I, buy I more, know. just to buy more. What I'm saying is, like this sentiment we're feeling, like it's just like we're like in a in a gray area, like in limbo right now. Like, yeah, we're not bull or bear. We're just kind of like eh. But the last time the market has been eh is probably like at 3,500. No, no. That wasn't eh, dude. That was like straight, like everyone was ready to fucking jump off a bridge, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> like it was eh. But it was probably it was like stable. 2015, 2016 before the 2017 run up is what I'm saying. Well, that's like, when you buy, dude. I know. But I know, dude. But, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to correlate today's sentiment to like for historical. From a historical perspective. I don't, I don't feel that at all. I think there's a whole lot of optimism out there in terms of like the price right now. Like they're, they're, they're really um positive they're they're um optimistic about the price going up at nine thousand. yeah i mean you got these charters and these meme liners and stuff talking about but that's golden even, crosses and stuff like that yeah but that's not what i'm talking about it's not about? this is not a technical analysis thing this is more like a um a basic sentiment from who from 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 the general like from not dude not the general twitter public, pros like from the crypto community yes yeah yeah because we're like i said we're all but we don't matter because we're already in. Well, that's true. There needs to be some headlines in order to, like, get the price, like, actually going. Moving. Well, I'm saying, yeah. <sighs> but uh, the, one, the one headline is going to be the happening. Everybody's going to hear about that. And the normies are going to hear about that. No, they're not, dude. Oh, dude, for sure they are, about dude. the last three or however many there have been? Two. But, Two? Okay. But that's, dude, they're going to hear about it. Oh, shit. No, nah, dude. You know what people care about? Ones and zeros. That's all people care about, dude. Like they just, as soon as like the the newspaper prints out like hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin, just like the ten thousand dollar Bitcoin, that's when people are gonna notice ones and zeros, bro. So they're not gonna they're care not when gonna it's like forty k. No, they're not gonna care. Wow, dude. They're not gonna fucking care. Wow. Dude. I'm telling you, dude. People are addicted to ones and zeros. There's something with their retarded brains. 
<laughs> it's like one. We only understand ones and zeros. Like if it's ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, I'm not interested. When it breaks wow. one hundred thousand, you know, we're like, whoa, dude, FOMO, because like that's when people print out the headlines. Yeah, we have that the mental barrier has been breached. That's when the real FOMO kicks in. I feel. See, but the the our 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 number system. I mean, system I'm, I'm basing that on nothing at all. Is completely I mean, arbitrary. Saying. I agree, but for some reason we really cling to ones and zeros, man. You know, hmm. I don't know. I, I have a feeling people are going to go bonkers after twenty k, and then I mean, just yeah. I mean, if somebody has to drive up the price, right? I, I'm I'm talking about like mass hysteria, though. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like right now we're in this smart money phase. I, I, I mean, guess. you have a point because when it reached ten thousand, it quickly reached twenty thousand. Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Like, that's but okay, so once it reaches a hundred thousand, I think that's how how high is it going to go? I don't know. Like, Nobody knows. Nobody knew when, when, when it broke 10K how high it was going to go. Only people who know are the whales because they're well, the ones you're going to sell. Yeah, I'm thinking 10K and then it doubled from there. So 100K and then it's going to double from there. That seems. It can go from 100K to 200K in literally a week like it did. I, that sounds so. No, what? why does that sound crazy, dude? It, it is that. In think about it. It's a hundred. That's 100,000 per Bitcoin more. Yeah, I understand that. That's dude. crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, like, the amount of money that has to enter the market is like insane. But it could literally be that crazy. Damn. I mean, I could be completely wrong. <laughs> you know. See, see, in my opinion, I think it tops like at 120, 150, like maximum. Like that's like. Yeah, I could do that. That's like crazy 150. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. But oh, anyways, man. regardless, I mean, that, that's that's the thing about like Bitcoin, dude. All, all it is, we're just we're just talking price here. <laughs> you know, what? I was talking to Will about before the podcast started, but, like. Huh? There, but there's like, there's like. There's there's something backing it. It's not just like yeah. speculation. Like for example, the the um the demand goes up when the supply goes down. So yeah. so there's like some actual tangible aspects to Bitcoin price rising. It's not just like pure speculation where it just randomly goes up for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. There's reasons it goes up. That's what I'm saying. Well, the demand doesn't necessarily go up due to having events it's just like well the sp- op- no the demand goes costs. up only because the supply went down <clears throat> so i'm not i'm not saying all of a sudden people are more interested in bitcoin because there's less of it being circulated what i'm saying is because there's less being circulated the price goes up yeah well mostly because of the miners yeah like they have they to, have to yeah i mean and even then like just because of the nonlinear regression curve yeah, but all this is fueled by this this happening. You know, this motherfucker Satoshi guy, he <laughs> thought about all of this like for sure. Cuz none of this is natural. You showed me like some kind of report or something. They they used the word natural and that bugged me. This is there's nothing natural about yeah. Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. This is all this is all man-made. That's like saying like, you know, the Bible is a natural product. Like that's a yeah. man man-written for sure. You know, document. You know, a lot of people like Story. to say like it's a word of God, but like, what do you mean it's the word of God? God wrote this? Is like no, nope. like some <laughs> dude did like two thousand years ago, or a bunch of dudes did. Yeah, Bitcoin is another man-made creation mm-hmm. that like some guy like concocted. He thought of all the necessarily incentive structures and elements in order for it to accrue in value over time. Now he didn't know if it was gonna work or not. Yeah, it but it's kind of like a big experiment in but, like human behavior. But, but what it sounds like is you're trivializing the invention of Bitcoin and blockchain. No, it, I'm not. It, it no, actually no, what solved I'm, what I'm, what I'm a scientific tri- uh, computer science problem. Yeah. But the, what, the double spending issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's nice. No, no, that's not nice. That's <laughs> been a, like a, a legitimate <laughs> computer science problem for, you know, the last, I don't know, 100 years, 80 years. 
Yeah, but aren't there other like blockchains out there that have solved the exact same problem, but they don't have the exact same incentive structures aligned in order for it to operate? What's driving up the value of Bitcoin is is not that. It's the incentive structure that's, you know. Well, yeah. The blockchain, there's there's there's, there's other versions. You know, they got block lattice and stuff like that. You got other technologies yeah. that are actually way better because they're way more scalable. Yeah, but Bitcoin is the only one that has a network effect. I agree. That's that's, that's where that's, all the that's value the is. Yeah. The network effect. I, I so that's something I didn't understand in 2017. Yeah. yeah. And something I've grown to learn over this bear market because I'm actually like digging deeper and deeper and deeper into these projects, especially Ethereum. Yeah. I was actually like an Ethereum hater in 2017, <laughs> like hardcore hater. I was yeah. like, dude, this is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this thing doesn't scale. It's a failed experiment. You know, I'm all in EOS because this thing actually scales. But yeah, man, the, the value of the network is everything. Like the developers, the I mean, well, I guess the, the ecosystem, yeah, the ecosystem, yeah. And what's going on behind well, the shit that nobody actually really knows what's going on, you know, people who are actually using the technology to innovate, yeah, cr- innovate, yeah, create stuff, yeah, like that's invaluable. That's that's what's so crazy to me. That's why I think like Ethereum is way more valuable in my opinion than Bitcoin. But because of this incentive structure that Satoshi built into it, that's where it's like people are like losing their minds. It's like, it's gold. It's digital gold. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like bad. Well, nothing Bitcoin. There's also the fact that Bitcoin has like some of the best developers on the planet working on it. Yeah, of course. Like, so there's, there's more to it than just like that. I mean, there's so many network effects to it that we, you don't necessarily consider when thinking about the price. But what I'm saying, it's the majority of people, that's all they care about is the price. Oh, yeah. All these developers working on it, they wouldn't give a flying fuck about this if there wasn't, like, you know, that financial incentive, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, this is human nature, Willis. Like, it's just, it is what it is, man. This is what this is what drives us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's not to fucking, I mean, there, there's probably, like, a, a small segment of people who literally, they really just want to, you know, decentralize everything. And that's a noble goal, and I... I uh, I subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. I like it. I have no, I have nothing to lose myself. I'm not fucking some corporate guy or nothing like that. I'm not, I'm not like lynched onto this current system or anything. I, I'm okay with uh, the idea of like decentralizing the economy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what the fuck am I saying, dude? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you, I like, you subscribe to the ideals of yeah decentralization, oh, but, censorship but, resistance. Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, the majority of people they're just you know in it for the money. Yeah. I mean, you, you do with that what you want with that kind of information. It's up to you. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing to say about that. It's just, it, it is what it is. You, that's the only way you can get people like moving, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I agree <laughs> with that. But why did we get into that? The, but there's just like so many things contributing to the price going up. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's not like pure like randomness. That's, that's my point. But uh, what's your idea of randomness? Well, like the, the price of Bitcoin doesn't go up just because there's no there's nothing like to underpin the value of it like it's not random that it goes up it's it's it goes up because the supply goes down in, in the sense of like the rate of entrance of bitcoin in the circulation goes down mm-hmm. and it becomes more scarce like like for in, the miners yes yeah like when but that's just one aspect like for the speculator like you and I yeah it's we know that there are less being entered into the economy. Yeah, but that has no influence on my So you're you're to willing to spend more for it. That's my point. Well, yeah, because 
because only reason why we're we're willing to spend more is because it's got a freaking twelve year trajectory or whatever nine or eleven year trajectory of positive growth. <laughs> so we're just trying to jump on that train, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that's sure. the reason why in twenty thirteen well, we were like skeptical, right? We were yeah. just like, oh, not enough data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like this, this could be a scam. Like, yeah. That's what everyone thought back then, but now it's twenty twenty. We're like, you know what? Most most likely, this isn't a scam anymore. Like we're way beyond that point. Yeah, you know, we we were witnessing the network effect, and now we have three ha- or two or whatever the fuck three year cycles. Of, yeah, and know, the and the main reason on. we keep talking about this is because we don't want to miss the boat. We miss so many boats. YouTube, Dude, tons of gaming, boats. like gaming uh, on YouTube. Yeah, game. Uh, YouTube, um, Amazon, creating apps, apps. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com bubble. Yeah, I mean, I mean. There's no way I could have caught that one, but still. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, fucking Tesla, man. Dude, you fucking whiffed. No, I, I was <laughs> going to buy Tesla, but I, I just didn't have the funds at that time. It was dude, 2009. I graduated yeah. college. Yeah, I remember, dude. You were telling me about, like, like have you heard Hell of this yeah. Elon Musk guy? I'm like, who the fuck is Elon Musk? Exactly. Like, I've been telling you, man. I remember that conversation, man. That was yeah. a long time ago. And look at like, now. Dude, he's trying to, like, build spaceships. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like it's it was crazy. I didn't know shit about this guy, but yeah. dude, yeah. Fast forward ten years later, and he's he's gonna own the world, dude. Yeah, he's gonna be the first trillionaire, probably, possibly, most likely, unless he like fucks it up somehow. But anyways, yeah, dude. Imagine, never mind. I was gonna, I'm not gonna say. I was gonna imagine if he dies, like, dude. Like, <laughs> no, dude. That's one man we must preserve. Yeah, we <laughs> we gotta protect that man. Put bubble wrap him around them Hell or yeah, something. Dude, just put him in a bubble. Let him be a bubble boy. Yeah, or just I don't know. Dude, anyways, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Is like these people dying, man. Like, I don't know, I don't know why this affects like so many people. That's like the funny thing about these things. Like, you don't necessarily know them personally, but you get affected just as if you did. Yeah, I don't know if if a lot of it's just kind of like the like I don't know. The beat, I think the self reflection of it. <sighs> Yeah, there's that, and then there's also like the beehive effect, where, like every if some you know everyone just wants to like fill in, so it's like everyone's just like, oh man, you're sad, I'm sad too. Let's all be sad together. <laughs> you, know? you know what uh, I mean? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's one component of it. I, I don't like I said, think... it's genuinely sad, but it's not to the point where like, dude, some people are like claiming like this is like groundbreaking event to them. Like, dude, my life is fucked up now. No. Like, what do you mean, dude? Like, come on. You're living fine. Like, nobody was even talking about Kobe. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, diminish the... The impact. Yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying. That's why it's so weird. Yeah. It wasn't like how we were talking about Kobe every single podcast. Nobody was talking... I mean, you're, you know, unless you're, like, an NBA, like, you know... That's your thing. It's like yeah. basketball. Then you're going to be like, hey, what's Kobe been up to? He's just like retired a few years ago. What's he doing now, you know? Yeah. But well, I mean, if you if you know what he's doing now, I mean, he's doing, he's trying to get like. Apparently he made like a. Sh- a, a movie women or- to become like a bigger, play a bigger role in terms of like sports. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because he had four girls and one of them was going to try to get into the WNBA. Yeah, and apparently, the one, apparently the, she was a shit too. Like she was awesome yeah. or something. And the one that wanted to get into WNBA was with him on the yeah. helicopter. Yeah, that was like his uh, golden child. Right. Like she, she got his genetics pretty much. His his, his ball gene, like <laughs> the baller gene, or you call it. You know. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and they were they were on a on a helicopter to go and play a game, like for for her to play a game. You know what else is crazy, dude? When I fucking first heard, because like the day before, like LeBron passed him or something like that. In yeah. The scoring. That's what I was like, dude, did he kill himself? That's the, my first really? instinct was that. No, dude. I was like, dude, did, was that really like that? 
Dude, nah. come on. The timing was ridiculous. Yeah, the timing was ridiculous for sure. I thought maybe like... I remember uh, LeBron James talking like, you know, what, what does it feel like to pass Kobe on like all-time scoring? And he was... The way he was talking made it sound like he had already passed, like in terms of like actually dying. Like you should watch that interview, but it, it sounds like... What? Like LeBron has already like knew that he was gonna die or something. What? Well, not not in the sense. I mean, I'm not not specifically saying anything about LeBron talking about Kobe dying, but the way that LeBron was describing that feeling is as if Kobe was already like gone. Wow, it's, it's an interesting. And then the next day, he actually dies. Yeah, dude, that's like some weird shit. It is pretty trippy. I thought that was pretty weird, you know. But then I heard the story about like his daughter, and they're just going to. Basketball practice, like, no, this is that was just like a normal day. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't know. And then, uh, of course, we're only talking about Kobe, but there were seven others on that uh, helicopter, like two, like two families. Mm. Then the uh, uh, the pilot himself died. So the whole thing was like just tragic. Like there's nothing, nothing good could ever come from this. Yeah. Well, the good is like, you know, people, and I heard this from some people, dude, like, fuck, man. Like it, it, it it's a good opportunity to kind of like unplug a little bit, man. Like it's bad yeah. for our economy and our, in our society from a capitalist perspective, but like, fuck dude, at some point we gotta like take a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there like, like working too hard to the point where like they're neglecting their actually like their families and like, their you know, the people that actually matter and shit. Yeah, for sure. And then like, this is a point where like, you know what, dude, maybe I should spend some more time with my kids or my wife or whatever. Cause you know, they could die at any moment. That's something you don't think about. Cause That's you true. try to put those thoughts, like you suppress those thoughts. So you, you can be more efficient. Like when you work. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of like, that's our culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, see that's, I think that's why this event was like, fuck. It yep. was like a little bit, like a, a plug got pulled from our little matrix machine. <laughs> yeah, and, and that day that he died, there was a couple of basketball games happening that night, and uh, a lot of the teams, they they would get an eight, eight, uh, a backcourt violation, an eight-second mm, backcourt va- violation, and then, and then the other team would get a 24-second uh, like clock, clock shot violation, clock. shot clock violation. Yeah, that was pretty clever, whoever thought of that. Yeah, because Kobe wore the jersey number eight and number 24. Yeah. So it happened to, to work out like that. <clears throat> And they postponed like the game, the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers Lakers game was postponed. I really want to watch that game. Too. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to be doing something big. Yeah, something. I, I, I got to see that. Yeah, something big. But like, like anything else, man. You know, shit. The fucking ball has to keep rolling. Yeah, the gears got to keep churning. It's true. You know, we, we're going to move past everything like we always do, dude. I mean, you know, it's true. Life just keeps on going, man. We're just we're just passing through, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like for real, dude. Like, well, if you think about it, how like little we actually mean, like, is yeah, from, like, yeah, a, for sure. From a life perspective, like, fuck. Yeah, like, dude, the planet doesn't even need us. Like, it'd be better if we weren't yeah. even here. <laughs> like, the planet would be like way better off if we didn't even exist. But we that's do. true. You know what I mean? But that's the crazy thing. So the main really the main reason we wanted to get so we're definitely late on this podcast just because a lot of stuff happened this past weekend, but. Yeah, uh, not, not, I mean, what what's been going on in crypto? <laughs> not uh, not a not a whole lot other than like Bitcoin's. Like, to me, I'm I'm sensing the sentiment in Bitcoin is like really increasing. Um, and it's probably yeah. due to the happening. But uh, what we really wanted to talk about was like a debrief on Ben Kelly. Oh yeah, the Axie Infinity conversation we had. That was a couple weeks ago now, but yes, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago now. And uh, the reason we we typically do an interview and then we do a post like debrief after that. Yeah, usually like immediately after because usually interviews <clears throat> last like thirty to forty minutes. Yeah, so we got plenty of time to just kind of like 
reflect. Yeah, and we we got like <laughs> system failure after that because like it was first it was like one thirty in the morning when we were finished Jesus. or two o'clock something it like was that. Late, yeah. And then like and we batteries already, died. That too. Like and we system overload, and, like overheated, yeah. like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so we're like, yeah, and we were we we're burnt out, so we couldn't. And then it was like already a two and a half hour like interview. Totally. Um, but Ben, dude, dude, so, dude, he's one crazy motherfucker, man. Yeah, he's. Uh, I said it from the start, like even before we started talking to him, like he was having some text conversations with you, like, dude, this guy. Yeah, man, he's got a high motor. Yeah, he operates yeah, on another level for like, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, he obviously knows what he's talking about with Axie Infinity. I just, he's probably like he's probably the guy that knows like a lot about Axie Infinity. Yeah, if you go back to the interview, he literally <laughs> busted out with like a a chart, a matrix. Matrix? Yeah. Yeah, I think you probably have more experience with those than me. You, you seem to, uh, like, yeah, int- it, intuitively understand it quicker than I did. Yeah, it's just a way for him to, like, visually be able to s- optimize, like, his, his breeding um, algorithm. Like, just the combinations and the pairings yeah. and stuff like that? Like, with his, like, with his team's work, you're able to know which two axes to breed to get the desired outcome. That's right, that's right. And because... You just... Because that, because like you, the desired, the, that's you, what the color coding was all about. Yeah, too, right. So the desired outcome could be any axis that you need in order to fulfill your team. Yeah, like so, and that's why he's he went from like six hundred axes to like nearly ten thousand. Yeah, I think the number was like eight thousand. See, and yeah, like kind of like going through all of that. It kind of the thing that blew my mind the most is like, dude, like that, <coughs> that. Like, those mechanics and stuff when it comes to, like, creating these optimal axes and stuff and, like, to find uh, the best way to, to battle, maybe even, to like, balance the battles a little bit because there's a competitive element to this game, obviously. Uh, I think they just had, like, a tournament, like, a week or two ago. But, like, this is yeah. all stuff that's usually, like, internally determined from, like, a like a, a game yeah producer so, like some yeah. like blizzard or something like that's that. right whenever they make a game like a moba or something yeah their their main goal is to really balance it yeah and then i saw this matrix and it was like dude like so much goes into like the you all know this he's definitely ahead of the curve because he may be one of the first ones like really optimizing his his axes yeah for tournament games yeah uh but pretty soon everybody's gonna be building their own breeding engines and like really Especially if there's money at stake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to be optimizing their axes for battle. Yeah. And there's going to be different strategies. Like, this is going to be like a really deep game, like Dota's deep. Shit. Can you you, uh, pull up that video of the tournament or something? Yeah. Just so we can get a look at, like, uh, how it looks. Because, like, yeah, he was talking to us for, like, like an hour straight, like, just talking about the the breeding mechanics and all that. You're breaking it down for us, but we didn't have any visual. Here it is. Okay, so these are the actual aki- axes. All right, all right, all right. So let me let me mute this for a second. Yeah, yeah. And so let's just jump into like a battle here. So this is we're looking at a five-hour video, <laughs> and apparently this is a the Infinity Cup uh, tournament. Yeah. By the way, like we've never seen this yet, so like we're we're just trying to we're just gonna look at a little bit of this and try and figure out what's going what's going on. So I see there's two players. You got the boss and you got Z. So they're battling. Each one has three axes. <clears throat> yeah, it's on three on three, three on three. And then each axis has its own, the best way to put it is like personality in terms of like defense, offense, um, abilities. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why it's got to be 3v3 just to add like more complexity, I guess. It's probably because if it's just 1v1, it's too, it's too hard to balance, I'm guessing. Yeah. 
if there if there's three, you know, three v three, there's more. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why it's three on three, but yeah. but yeah, this is obviously it's a turn based. So these are cards. Interesting. I guess the cards represent like the moves. Well, it represents do. the moves, and you're not depending on. Let's say you have a three on three, and these are the three most optimized like axes you can get. Depending mm-hmm. on which cards you have to play, like you could still lose the game. See, so there's an added randomness to it. See, yeah, it just got two critical strikes in a row. Dude, it fucked that thing up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it like hit it with its horn. Got two crits in a row. See, see, to to uh, a regular spectator, like you know, a regular gamer, they might see this and be like, dude, like what's so cool about this? Like I could play, like you said, Dota. Yeah. Or, I can play any game. A triple A game. Yeah. But the reason why this is important because this is, from what I've seen, this is like the first combat NFT game yeah. out there. And I think that's like their, their objective. From what I read their white paper and they were like, you know, CryptoKitties is cool and all, but like, what do we do with these things? Exactly. <laughs> basically what their white paper was all they're about. Collectibles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, it's basically like we got crypto axes, you know, but you can actually do something with these motherfuckers. They're fighting. Yeah. You know? So that's why this is really cool. So this guy messed this guy up, but he's down to, and he and he's got to. Oh, those are like their spirits, yeah. their souls. See, that's that's a good little touch right there. That's funny, dude. Like this could this is gonna this could be like a, a mobile hit for sure, like a mobile game. Yeah, absolutely, easily, easily. Yeah, and we're these are again, folks. These are NFTs, so these are your assets. Yeah, these are your actual. Think of them as like Pokemon's, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you own this fucking thing, and each one is unique as far as, like, their attributes and stuff. That's pretty cool. All right, now it's a 1v1. Let's see what happens. I don't understand the cards yet. I mean, they're just moves, but, yeah, we don't know exactly how the gameplay goes down. Yeah, they're, like, attack moves right here. So he just threw out four. Oh, okay. So each one has to pick, like, four, I guess. Oh, no. Here he goes. Pink, pink. He's about to... Yeah, he's dead. Wrecked. No, he's got, like, a second win. Oh, no. Oh. He fucking killed him. Defeated. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Very nice. So, and... So this this went on for five hours, and I'm assuming there's, like, a, a climax to this. I'm not sure if it's just these two... Those guys look like the developers. I'm not sure if they're just, like, demoing, or this is, like, a legitimate competition. What? Crazy crit there. Would he survive with five? Oh, my God. Five, mm. five HP. No, it's not oh. that. It's that is that. Okay, the tank is down. Interesting. Dude, they're, like, commentating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we have a game they're ahead of the curve, clearly. All right. So this is... this. You know, I, I can see this really taking off, like, in the uh, esports. But, like, the main thing here is, like, we're we're battling assets. Yeah. Yeah, from a crypto or NFT perspective, for sure. Right. You know, there's strategy involved, you know, because it's, yeah. it's a turn-based game, and there's, like, there's combat mechanics, and there's, you know, there's attack, there's defense, there's anything you, you would expect from, like, like a Pokemon-type game, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then there's the visual aspect, you know, it's got good aesthetics, like, this is something that can attract a lot of people because they're cute, you know. They're puffy and, like, little, you know. It's a good design. Yeah. It's so attractive it's cool. to the eye. It's intriguing. Like, so, I could definitely see, like, some kids out there. Or not even kids, just whatever. Like, if you're into this type of thing, <laughs> you're getting attached to your Axie, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a Pokemon. Like, you get your own Axie. Like, dude, I don't know exactly, like, what goes into the training aspect. If there is any at all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you can get, like, attached to your own. Yeah, what I thought was interesting about the conversation with Ben Kelly is that these the Axie company they're they're trying to create ownership of land within the Axie universe. Oh yeah, that's right. 
And uh, so yeah, that's people right. are already buying like a quadrant of land. Like mm-hmm. one quadrant is, is available for purchase. Yeah, so the game doesn't stop here, actually. They, they're incorporating like an MMO element, too. Yeah. Like I guess they want, they call it terrariums, I believe. And then you can collect resources by like sort of like mining there, too. There's maybe like not the, mining, but like well, then maybe. collecting. I don't know. They're, you're collecting resources, and I think there's actually, like, rolled bosses. The way Ben was explaining it to us, like, the central point of the map, like, uh, rare spawns, yeah. like, maybe, like, tougher bosses. Maybe yeah. you have to, like, group up as a party to defeat them or something like that. But it's like in any other MMO, right? You defeat yeah. the boss, they drop items. They yeah, there's a PvP items. version like this one we're watching, and then there's going to be a PvE. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that way, like, people who, you know, they don't want to fucking spend tons of money to, like, optimize their breeding platform, you know, their breeding and shit, and, like, have, like, a, a deck of axes who are, like, super OP, just yeah. to battle, they can still experience the game, yeah. right? Like, just, just do the MMO that makes thing. sense. Yeah, man. So these guys are obviously gamers. Yeah. <laughs> like, the team behind this project, they understand gaming. They know what gamers want, what gamers like. You know, that's important. Mm-hmm. You got to know your audience. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, yeah man, I, the, mean, the, the, I guess the overall thing I, I took away from it is, like, dude, NFTs are evolving. Obviously, and something I really is like puzzling to my mind. Like, will these what you called it triple A, mm-hmm. like these triple A companies, when they see this shit, like, is it do they is there a business model for them to like incorporate this into their existing oh, games? Absolutely. To me, that the answer is a clear yes. Yeah, it's just a matter of um, getting the mass population to understand like what they're looking at exactly. Yeah. Because this this isn't but, but, this isn't an obvious that you own these creatures. Yeah, but do they do they want their users to own those assets or they're a centralized company, right? Do they benefit more mm. owning these these in-game assets? No, know? I think there's a business model in there where you can have people own assets within the game and still profit as much as they yeah. can. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think there's ways to monetize NFTs more in a game. Than there are a centralized standard game like a uh, Destiny, mm. because like for example, in the first-person shooter called Destiny, the only way they monetize it, in addition to just buying the game, is looking cool. Yeah, probably like doing like, emotes. Yeah, and like that's, Fortnite. That's it. Like Fortnite, exactly. Just like the way you look, that's that's where they get their revenue. Yeah, and Fortnite crazy. makes a ton of money. Yeah, on just looks. Yeah, at some point the video game industry just completely well, did a 180. Like it used to just be like, yeah, the only money they made was from the release. Yeah, and and the reason is because it, man, it takes way more money to make games these days. It takes more money to make a game than it is a movie, like a AAA game. Yeah, yeah, that's why like these indie games were so popular for a while. But then like again, I'm... movies make more money than I mean, sorry, games make more money than movies. Oh yeah, big time. The gaming industry is bigger than the movie industry. It's bigger than the movie and the like television industry combined. Yeah. Dude, that's insane. Like video games is bigger than anything out there, bro. And it's like it's, that's so, insane. it's, it's so slept on, like in a way. Like it is. It's like, like people like, toss video games to the side pretty much still. Yeah, dude. Even especially like on the professional gamer scene, like is they the look they're mocked. They fill <laughs> stadiums on esports. Dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually amazing. I'm a, I'm a hardcore Dota 2 player, so I'm like fucking... Every time TI comes around, dude, I get a freaking heart on like no other, dude. It's like the most awesome... Who the hell's that? TI, the international. It's like it's like the Super Bowl, but it's like a week long. I thought you were talking about the rapper. I was like... Hell no, dude. Look at that guy. <laughs> dude, that guy's like fucking gross, dude. Like looks in his daughter's vagina. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's called the international. Dude, but like I fucking respect like professional gaming like... Yeah, just like you respect Kobe's yeah. game. 
it's just it's just humans like at an advanced level. Like mm-hmm. they're elites, but in a different aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're just sitting down and shit. But so are chess players, and they're revered in mm-hmm. society. Like, oh my god, this guy's a like, master, like grandmaster chess player. Yeah. Ooh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> that's all he does. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's it takes it some brain power, but AI like. Yeah, mar- marked him like twenty years ago. Well, or not only that, AI marked Dota two as well. Yeah, but it took twenty years later to get to that point because yeah, Dota two sure. is m- way more complex. Yeah, bro, for sure. <laughs> than a fucking game of chess, you know. So yeah, I, I can respect the art, but but my point is, our culture, the American culture, hasn't gotten to the point of like respecting professional gamers yet. Yeah, it's getting there. It's it's Slowly. getting there, but man, it's it it's got a long way before you're comparing like Ti to Kobe. Oh, you mean like Dota pros? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's going to be a while. <laughs> it's going to be a while, yeah. I think like this generation coming up is going to get to that point. It's possible for sure. Because like literally all the kids growing up are gaming, like all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when we grew up, if you were a gamer, you were like the fringe. You were the weirdo, yeah. the geek. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they made fun of you. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. You play video games? Like, dude, you're a fucking loser. Like shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not like happening no more, but you know it's interesting, man. So yeah, we're gonna try to have Ben on pretty soon, like maybe in a couple more weeks. Uh, I know he's working on something that he wants to like really, really push, and uh, I got a peek at his uh, white paper, and it's pretty interesting, like what he wants to do. And and I don't know, I think I think there's a way that he can share his breeding engine with the community in a way that doesn't like overtake his competitive advantage. Because right mm. now, with a breeding engine, like, you can really optimize your current roster of axes. Yeah. But I think your your stash of axes will never be bigger than the community's stashes of axes. And so if, if somehow you can optimize access to, you know, 50,000 axes versus your 8,000, like, you have more flexibility in optimizing your your own team of axes right so i think there's an opportunity there there's there's stuff to still to figure out in terms of like business model but i i think he's on his way yeah the dude was super passionate man for and sure he, and he really likes decentraland as well i think he was he was texting me about it um and he wants to start contributing to decentraland from an axie perspective and uh i think there's ways to do that that oh, nobody's yeah. nobody's touching no you mean you could you know, Decentraland's open to anything, man. You can put anything in there. Whatever speaking, the fuck you want. Speaking of Decentraland, the launch is February 20th. That's right. It's been announced. And uh, we're going to be participating at the launch. Um, and there's some interesting things that are going to be happening for the launch on particular parts of land. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're talking about it in the Discord, so it's public information. But I, I don't know how much we can share. But yeah. some cool things are going to be happening. On Either that way, day. like you, you don't want to miss that, dude. Yeah, you, yeah. Like if, if, if you're if, listening, yeah, if, you if should. You, if you own land, if you've been like even aware of the project for like the last two or three years, dude, you can't miss this. Yeah, this like, is <laughs> this is the culmination of everything that's yeah been talked about. Like this is one of the bigger projects, like in crypto period. Yeah, like one of the bigger ICOs. It's and the it, most it, ambitious. I haven't seen anything more ambitious than Decentraland. Yeah, for real. Dude. And it's, it's actually it, crazy. Like it, it's it's crazy to think about like what what when you actually think about it, <laughs> yeah. Like what Decentraland is and what it could mean yeah. and like what, what's what it, like right now it's 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 kind of like in a, in a in a birth phase. So everything is is controlled by this team, yeah, the Decentraland team. But they announced during this, this announcement announcement or this launch announcement. I mean, like they're gonna 
launched the DAO too. Yeah. You know, all these decentralized features, like this is it. This is their moment to like peace out. Yeah. And like we have to, you know, take the the, torch? the baton or the torch. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it you you enter into Centraland and it's incredibly deceptive as to what it can be. Like you're limited by your imagination. You're limited by your developing skill, development, de- development skills. Yeah. I mean, really, anything can be done to Central Land. We just, it's like the early dot-com boom where, like, people are trying to figure out how to, like, exactly, you know, monetize websites. But that's the whole point. And I think, like, yeah, these guys, they, they laid the groundwork, like, pretty pretty well. Yeah. I'd say brilliantly, I guess. Like, it's pretty, like, they, they knew from the get-go, like, you know, what they were doing. They're just their their role is just create the platform and just let the community like do with it what they will. Yeah, exactly like Satoshi when he created the Bitcoin, just like yeah. let the community do it. You know, this thing's either gonna take off or it's gonna flop. But we're we're gonna put it out there and see what happens. You know, absolutely that makes that makes a lot of sense for them to do that. Yeah, and it's 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 finally happening. <laughs> it's, you know, and from what I heard, I think like expected numbers minimum I think is like ten thousand people have signed up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they're, they're expecting 10,000 to be in Decentraland on the launch day. Dude. Okay. So, you're like, this is going to be one hell of a test. Because, like, every test that we've been to, <laughs> maybe just, like, oh God, maybe 200 MX yeah. people participating. So, what the fuck's going to happen here, dude? Yeah. This is gonna be That's going to be so interesting, man. This is, like, a, a social experiment. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And us ourselves, like we actually have to like do some shit. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we have, yeah we have to do some work because we, we prepare. Yeah, we we're gonna be launching a couple new games on that day, and uh, all our games are ways for landowners to make money. And so we have to activate all that stuff because right now you can play for free, mm-hmm. and uh, not after February twentieth you can't. Yeah, the idea is you want people to like stroll by like our uh, block runner tower. You know, the whole, we made it transparent for a reason, right? So <laughs> you don't want, like, a big, like, a walled-off tower. Like, nobody's going to see what's inside. That's right. We have glass walls and floors. So, like, you know, the activity is, is to be witnessed. Yeah. From a, from by a, from afar, I guess is what you'd call it. So you want these newcomers to come by and be like, oh, shit, you know, there's shit actually happening. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, like, there's a ghost roaming on one of the floors, and there's, like, a wall coming at you on another floor. So you want them to hop in yeah. and, like, you know, actually try and play. But also, like, hopefully it's, like, we need to make it intuitive enough for them to understand, like, hey, you know, like, it's, you know, yeah. they're, 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 they need to be able to see the tower and, like, automatically know, like, what to do. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's it's not that hard. I think yeah, people man. will figure it out. And Toxic Sam is like dropping bombs. Like he's he's building <laughs> something huge. He literally, yeah, <laughs> like a megalith, yeah, fucking creation, dude. <laughs> dude, they, yeah, his studio, man. Like, I talked to him or he talked to us. He he posted a story. Oh, that's right. Yeah, maybe we'll leave it in the description or something. He oh be- yeah, for sure. You know what Scent is? Scent that website? No. He posted it on a site called Scent. I think it's like a. I don't know. It's another platform where you can get like you can the users can like uh, instead of like upvotes, it's like you're making money. Oh, okay. Type thing. Yeah, you know, it's sort of what EOS wants to do with voice. <laughs> kind of, but yeah, he posted it on there, and then I was like, I was like, ooh, this is kind of an interesting website. And he, you know, did you uh, did you do the the questionnaire for voice? Fuck no, I didn't do. Dude, you didn't I do it. I don't use social media though. The first question is like, <laughs> do you use social media? Just I was say like, yes, dude. <laughs> I just said no. Oh. No, no, I didn't say anything. I just, like, swiped off. Dude. What? <laughs> Dude, just fill it out because you might not even get in. 
Oh shit, you're right. If you don't fill it in, <laughs> you have to, man. I have to lie, then, dude. I can't lie, Will. <laughs> like George Washington, dude. <laughs> Too noble. All right, so we just jumped into Decentraland here. Let me go to the to our plot. Uh, are you typing? Yeah. Oh, down there. That's right. Well, let me just change it up here. Yeah, that's usually what I do. <clears throat> but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see the uh, reaction. <clears throat> you know, people who like have are not involved in this project. There's a lot of people who are like they've been waiting. <laughs> you know, they they haven't been gotten whitelisted or whatever. They've been really waiting to see to hop in this world. Not only that, there's some haters out there waiting. That's true. And you're never gonna satisfy the haters, so they don't matter. So yeah, we've already said on this podcast before, like, dude, like we're we're not even like a hundred percent on like you know the. the I don't think they need to do all this, like, launching event and stuff like that. But I think they do at the same time. Yeah, it's Just, all marketing. Yeah, for that perspective. Yeah. But it's like, I think this thing is going to grow like Minecraft did. Meaning, like, it's yeah. it's just, like, humble, like, beginnings where, like, it, it, like Minecraft looked like shit at the start. Yeah, for the you know? general gamer, they're going to jump in and be like, what the hell is this? What the What's yeah. the point of this? Yeah, I imagine that's what people thought when they first hop into Minecraft, right? It was probably super crude and, like, yeah. basic. But the elements were there to, like, you know, people picked up on it. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because it's not like Minecraft or any game that's ever existed because the gameplay is completely dependent on developers, yeah. like, crowdsourced developers. See, that's the thing. This isn't even a game, dude. This is literally, it's just like... It's like the real world. It's so hard to fucking, like, quantify yeah or whatever it's it's just a sandbox bro yeah yeah it's like the it's up to the developers to recognize the value in it and the ecosystem oh shit here we go i haven't heard this song in a while <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah see like this is a perfect example like you know a traditional gamer would be like yo dude this thing's taking a while to load yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> But they, they might, don't. They don't understand. You know, like this is the fucking Bronze Age, bro. Chill out. Like yeah. this thing isn't gonna it's pop not, into existence. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you gotta remember this is running on a browser. Yeah. And typically, browsers don't use like your hardware's, your computer's hardware, right? It doesn't use your video card or not. Not to the extent it can use the video card. So we have clashing music. <laughs> with our neighbors. Yep. Here we go. Premiumbeat.com. Wait, who's, who's on top of the leaderboard all the time? Just curious. It's Pablo. Pablo Est. No way. Yeah. Dude, we got Randall 11, 11 days, days ago. ago. There we go. See, we're, we're thinking that in the future, like, these leaderboards are going to be, like, etched in stone. In the sense, like, it's going to be really hard to get, like, a 1,000 jumps or 10,000 in the future. So they've, they've messed with, like, some of the mechanics. Like, I don't feel like I'm moving as fast as I used to or I feel like used to. And then when you hold shift, you start walking instead of So they faster. slow down, like, the moving speed. Yeah. So, and the reason they did that is to make the, the world feel bigger than, than it is. 
Yeah. And they're trying to like scale it to what you would expect. And yeah, the reason why it's a little choppy is because we don't have the greatest of hardware. Yeah. And we're running a bunch of shit. <laughs> so. FYI. Anyways. But I feel like I'm going way slower, dude. Like, really? like it uh, didn't. It used to not take us that long to go from one corner to the other on no, this tower. No, used, used to fly around this bitch. Yeah. Like, literally. I used to like... So another thing that we're expecting soon, well, not soon, but eventually from, from DCL developers is that we'll have control of the physics uh, per parcel. So like, for example, this is a two by two parcel. And right now this two by two feels huge just because I'm so slow. Mm -hmm. And so what we expect to do eventually is we'll be able to move faster, jump higher so that our games are a little bit more entertaining. That's right. And uh, so having that ability to control the physics allows us to make different types of games. Oh, my Pikachu's still there. Oh, yeah, dude. What does that say? Twin. Twin? Mint, Mint Cloud. Cloud. And, oh, yeah. Mint oh, Cloud. Nice. Dude, who the hell did the Decentraland logo? I don't know, but it looks... Dude, that's pretty fucking nice, dude. Whoever yeah. did that. The idea behind this, this is our graffiti wall. You just pay 10 mana, and then you could do whatever the fuck you want with it. Yeah, put Yang Gang if you want. <laughs> you draw a giant penis. <laughs> it's all up to you, dude. Yeah. You know, if you, if you don't like it, you can pay 10 mana to change it. Exactly. But eventually, I think there's going to be game a new game there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. we're going to fill these spots with two additional games. Yeah. And uh, again, they're designed for you to deploy on your own land to make passive income. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you can do that with Metazone.io. And this thing, this whole, this whole world launches February 20th. Yeah, man. It's going to be exciting. For real. I mean, it's going to take fucking forever to explore it, I'm assuming. Oh, especially yeah. Especially at this speed. Like, at, Oh, yeah. You're going to... Dude, it's going to take way too long to explore. Well, luckily, like... I mean, if you... The central land is huge, folks. It is huge. It's bigger than crypto voxels by, like, eight see, times. What is... This 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 property is a two-by-two? Two? This is a two-by-two. Two. So there's four parcels just, like, in this one little... Yeah, there's four parcels in our tower. Yeah, but there's 90,000 parcels total. Yeah. So that gives you like an idea of like the scale and like that grid and the, that mini map. Yeah, each little square is a parcel. Each little square is a parcel, correct? So yeah, dude. So if you if you plan to explore by foot, <laughs> you have a lot to like you know. Yeah. You got you, you have a lot to occupy your time over the next probably couple weeks or whatever how long it's going to take you to do. But if yeah. you want a shortcut, you can always go to dclplazas.com too. That's a good plug, dude. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I'm sure Rio's going to appreciate that if you're watching Rio. <laughs> For sure. If, yeah. if you don't want to do all that like fucking bitch walking, yeah. you know what I mean? You can go DCL Plazas and like he's got all the hotspots already coordinated for you. Yeah. You just hop right in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. DCL Plazas has like an entire map that has all the hotspots on there and then you just click yeah. on it you jump in and there it is yeah, literally like google maps dude yeah it's essentially the same thing just as useful <clears throat> but yeah anyway so announcement has been made dude yeah it's happening yeah it's and so like i say we're going to be participating in it so something interesting is going to be happening on specific parcels that are participating so you want to be there you don't want to miss it because you just want at least witness the spectacle man man <laughs> yeah like everyone's i think I'm assuming everyone's, yeah, they're going to drop in at Central Plaza, dude. Dude, okay, it, there's no way it's not a lag fest. <laughs> if, like, all everyone gets dropped in yeah. at Central Plaza, 
There's no fucking way that shit doesn't like crash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting like some serious problems, honestly. Just because like yeah. of the nature of the experiment, dude, it's fucking crazy. I agree. You're just introducing like an untested element, you know? Yeah. So I can't wait. I mean, it's coming up pretty fast and it's going to be here in a blink of an eye. And uh, yeah, we hope you can join us and maybe we will do a live stream of the whole thing. Oh, we have to. Yeah, that's a good idea. If, if it's even possible, we'll, we'll try. Yeah. We'll try our best. Yeah. So let's uh, let's end it here. And uh, thank you guys for bearing with us on, on the whole delay thing. Uh, but we're going to get try to get back on schedule and start posting early in the week. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you joining us. Make sure you follow us on The Block Runner uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then like and subscribe. Make sure you comment. Uh, we like we con- we reply to every single comment on YouTube. So uh, so yeah, let's continue that dialogue. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right, peace. All right, later. Thank you for listening to the Block Runner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner. <laughs>